Hello and welcome to Hello and welcome to the Bad and Sense podcast, where I can definitely say this intro properly. I'm your co-host, dad or son, Matt, and we have the elegant, the beautiful, <laughs> Liam over there. How you, do- how oh, you doing, Liam? I like how you laughed after beautiful. <laughs> I think he laughed because he was wondering which one to say, George or me, after being yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. and elegant. <laughs> and he went with me, which is great. I mean, we were just talking about how not beautiful I'm feeling these days. <laughs> Yeah, now we want to, you know, stick the the knife deeper into your back, you know, make sure you really feel like just disgusting, you know? Yeah, you you know when you like eat pizza and and for the next like entire day of your life, you just feel kind of bloated? That's, I've been eating a lot of pizza lately and I wish I haven't been. (laughs) You like garbage. You need to stop eating garbage. That's it. You don't have to be vegan. By the way, eating garbage, eating garbage is the the hardest part. Stopping that shit and getting into good habits is easily the hardest part. Sorry, sorry. For for context, we were just talking about uh, uh, weight loss and how uh, Liam's been been working out. And and at this point in time, Matt just looks like 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 a a Terry Crews god. (laughs) No, 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 no. Terry Crews compared to four years ago. Yeah. You've come a long way, man. Oh, oh, from like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Compared to four years ago, yes. And I'm just, I'm just like the opposite. I'm just, ugh. I, I really need to go downstairs to the gym room and work out. You even have a gym room. I know. I'm a lazy piece of shit. Wait, what? If, if, you actually if have took... a gym room and you don't. Yeah, you got no excuse. And, and I look like burnt ice cream. <laughs> what is burnt ice cream? It, it's, it's, it's melted what I ice. Look like without a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how ice Send cream is white, and burnt things are kind of like, like dark, pu- like and, puddled and vanilla ice cream, bubbly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just imagine a, a beige, slimy cream seeping out of my chest and spilling onto the floor whenever I'm like trying to to impress the girlfriend. With like a with uh. like a small checkered blanket over the top of it, <laughs> and then some sprinkles and chocolate fudge topping. Yeah, hair, some hair got yeah. into it. Yeah, lots, lots, lots of hairballs. Like some some dog walked past it and some dog some dog hair fell on it. And and then the dog ate it because because it's delicious. <laughs> oh, well, we're going far in. We're going deep. <laughs> going deep into this. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We occasionally talk about video games. Do we? Oh no, we can't say that. That's trademark. We can't. We can't say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the uh, the 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 optional podcast. The one that's um you know you know extra content. Dad and Sons is your main quest. Yes. Your 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 main quest podcast. Ooh. Sorry, I gotta gotta notice. <laughs> yeah. You checking your phone right now? What? Of course not. So that's a little bit rude. What's what, what's everyone playing? I've been playing too much Path of Exile. So again, um, yeah, I yeah, Pony. I was like, I, I could Pony. pick up Yakuza, but 
<laughs> by the way. Oh yeah, we nearly bullied you into doing that. I need to. I need to do that. I, I I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to pick that up because that, that that could be a cool game. And I've been thinking about picking up a PS4 again, but I might wait for Black Friday. But yeah, that's. I've, I've been. I've been boring. I've been boring this week. It's Path of Exiles is like scratching that itch, that that deep, deep itch that you just can't quite reach. You know, you try to be flexible. You can't say it's been boring when you moved apartments. You've been busy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been, yeah, I've been I've been pretty busy. So when I sit down, I kind of just want to play something familiar. And yeah, yeah, Path absolutely. of Exiles is, yeah. If I sit down with Yakuza and I was like, I get part of the story and then I'm gone, part of the story, then I'm gone. I'm I don't just, like that. I like to I'm, just go right through it. I'm, I'm just imagining me trying to like scratch an itch on my back, like reaching my fingers back, really digging them in and then pulling my hand back and just seeing a bunch of like ugly ice cream on my hand. Are you saying you're peeling off your no, skin? No, it's, it's what I'm just made out of. <laughs> I'm just like an ugly ice cream. I want the fan art of this. No! <laughs> and just me and Matt stood just over everything it, is just dis- ice cream. Looking dis- <laughs> disapprovingly down at the at the puddle of I of George. Because you know it, it would be some like weird deviant art fetish art where where like you know someone out there probably gets off to to the thought of ice cream people. Wow, look at the ego on you thinking uh, someone wants that. I don't. George is ice cream. I Ice mean, cream is George. I don't. I, I don't know if if this is the kind of attention, or fan art of myself. But you want black ice cream because we all know that you're racist. I'm a chocolate. <laughs> I'm a chocolate fan. Yeah. <laughs> Way better than than vanilla. Vanilla's so boring. Whoa, 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 whoa! Chill out. Vanilla's fine. Well, it's it's ironic because because vanilla throughout like most of human history has been a very rare plant that was very expensive and and the novelty just like got on so fast that now it's boring. Someone's been reading too much Wikipedia again. Oh my god, I have been. Stop being racist towards vanilla. I'm I. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> is is it race or is it like plantus, plantus, <laughs> plantist, plantist. <laughs> Like the opposite of a botanist. So they studied chemical plants and factory plants and manufacturing oh, plants. Oh man, this this podcast has gone off the rails. <laughs> um, um, let's get back on the path. And for once, it was George. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for going down a vanilla hole. Wow, that was a good segue, though. <laughs> Matt, do you have more to say about Path of Exile? Po- or? No, po- no. Pony. I whatever I played, to pony. I played D D and D D. Like D D D was fun. Let me just let me just mark my Matt Bingo. I've got all three so far. Oh my god! I played Poe, and then I played a character named Poe. Yeah, okay. I called George a racist. It's a full-on bingo. Well, the racist is a callback. You know that that, that yeah, one has to true. be far in the corner. There's no way you could connect these two dots to that one. Yeah, it's bingo. I had nine spaces. I, I got lucky. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I, I, I know, I, I know, I did something. Any more smelly, smelly nerd encounters? I, I mean, I, I went to Vegas. I went to Vegas. You did go to Vegas. I remember went to Vegas. I, I, I mean, to be but fair, I can't. We, we're recording this podcast late because. On Tuesday, Matt, you were in Vegas, which is when we yes. usually record. Which is probably a good idea, considering the amount of shit that had happened in video games this week anyway. But, yeah. Why'd you go to Vegas? Oh, 
Well, every year I kind of go to Vegas with a friend. Um, Quote friend, and because he had he's like in the president's club of his uh, is like the, the place he works for. So we we go and we we have some fun, just just like last year. Uh, I have no no games to really share. You know, everyone heard from last year. You know, they got The Walking Dead. <gasps> they got you know Ellen. They got all this in casino form. Um, but it's all the same junk. It's all that you just spend your money and waste it, you know. Loot boxes. On, <laughs> yeah, it, microtransactions. Surprisingly, it's like video games. Like this is no. exactly like video games. No. It's oh, that hurts. It, yeah, like what you know, like the like in a phone app almost. You know, just you spend real money. I went to the club, had some fun. Um, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> Good shit, dude. Yeah, that's so. Did you? More importantly, though, did you win enough money to buy a PS4 again? No, I want enough money to get food, though. (laughs) Priorities. Um, I I do play roulette. Um, I I didn't play anything last time. I was like, you know what? Let me just play something, so I won't be the guy just sitting on the side, like not wasting any of my money because I'm. Not that I'm smarter than that, but it's just like, no. <laughs> I just don't want to <laughs> bet so much money. But there's like a system that you can do with roulette to like always win a little bit of your money back. You won't get big gains, but you can get like a decent amount of gains uh, if you play a lot of money. Are you, are you going to reveal this secret? No, no, absolutely Right here not. on the Dan and Sons absolutely, podcast? Absolutely not. Um it's not much of a secret. I'm pretty sure you, you can kind of figure it out. Everyone has like their own style, but um, yeah. I have uh, never once been to a casino. Don't you're not missing anything, really? Just go in there with twenty bucks and you know many maybe like just mess around. Well, for one, it's impossible in Japan because it's illegal here. Oh, that's weird that it's illegal when you. I have know. Oh yeah, you can just go fucking to the pachinko. pachinko yeah. yeah, that's that's the loophole. Japan's weird, dudes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you realized weird. already. Yeah. Well, it's quite yeah. hypocritical. Um, that, that's 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 Vegas. That's, that's Vegas. Um, oh, so oh how for ma- anyone how who much- goes to Vegas, don't play in the main hotels. I said this last time. Do not play in the, the main hotels. They will steal your money. Okay? That's not... <laughs> For some reason, they have some type of system that they make sure you leave with less money. Go to Fremont. <laughs> Fremont. Those places in Fremont, uh, I don't think it's a street or, or that's just what the place is called, you know, where they have the zip lines and everything, mm. where they and have the, like the, the, the street performers and all that. You know, it's, it's a better place to hang out and they have better machines. I, I remember that level in Rainbow Six Vegas. <laughs> right. George's right. only uh, link to a casino. Well, you finally mentioned Siege again. It's, it's, about, it's about time. Wow. It's been yeah, a while. Spe- speaking of casinos, um, um, oh, I've been Metal Gear. Alpha yeah. Packs and, and yeah, video games, gambling. It's, it's, it's weird. Uh, so every year around this time, you go to Vegas. Uh, every year around this time, I play Bloodborne. It's the spooky month. On, on, around the spooky day, I, I like to play the spooky game. And... It's still good. The PS4 is still the Bloodborne machine. <laughs> oh, no. 
And and I, I there, there's a couple things I notice every time I replay this game is that it's it's perfect except for two features the chalice dungeons and and the farming for blood vials. I I don't think I've been able to elegantly go through a run of Bloodborne. Uh, uh, after after a few months of downtime, without running out of blood vials and having to farm them on the Great Bridge on the way to Father Gascoigne, every single freaking time. And I wait, you mean I, blood echoes, right? No vials, the healing items. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, as in yeah. like getting the number higher, like getting a more bigger capacity. However, the game nowadays plays way smoother and loads way faster it's like a solid 30 fps lock <laughs> no more very very occasionally no less and i remember when it came out it was it was the the hottest joke on the internet to uh uh blast the ps4 for how it couldn't handle this thing and and now it's Still fine got good I'm, reviews I'm, though not even oh because it's a damn good game yeah, this is a case when, like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's like the Blight Town situation all over again. You deal with some shit because the rest of the game is, like, for the most part, pretty much a masterpiece. I, Bloodborne's I, my favorite out of all the Souls games. It's fucking I, great. I wish that so much more of the uh, dialogue we have over video games didn't reduce down to the graphics, though. Like, I don't know. Did you guys play Fallout 76, the beta they had over the past week? No. God, no. I wouldn't I, let I that heard... thing on my computer. Right, right. I, I heard it was a mess, <laughs> and, and I was watching some, some video Sponsored. coverage of it, and the guys just... So many commentators out there, like, get hung up on, on calling things PS2 graphics, or, like... Yeah, see, that's weak, in on, right? on a like, splash particle gonna, effect in a river no player yeah. is bother, uh, ever going to bother seeing. If you're going to complain about massive point. Bethesda games, graphics is not what you can complain about. And the bug thing is is hilarious. Like, bugs are part of games. It's unavoidable. And Bethesda but, just run on engines that are way too old, but it's unavoidable. They still make great games out of those engines. But with Fallout 76, it's like... I almost think this is probably going to be Bethesda's worst reviewed game. Yeah, they're it really like looks like from from the coverage I have seen, the impressions they are phoning this in. Yeah, because it feels like they've taken the task of creating an online game that that's not an MMO, of course, and making this Fallout thing and they've just like ripped out all the parts that made Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and Fallout New Vegas like fun which is like exploring the world and meeting characters and interacting characters, like yeah. traditional RPGs. Now you just have the world and the combat. And let's be honest, Fallout combat, not exactly Bloodborne. Balls. It's balls. Not exactly yeah, a good shooter. Even, even if Bloodborne It's not the has, exciting part of the experience. Has a terrible frame rate and really long loading times and, and, and silly glitches. Like if that underlying combat is still good... Then, then review scores yeah, are you, still going to focus yeah. on that. Like, but they've never been particularly great in Fallout but, games. Uh, the, yeah. the Bethesda Fallout games, anyway. I'm, I'm really um, not, not looking forward to the so, review scores on 76 when it launches, and I doubt Bethesda is either. <laughs> they definitely have been open, which is weird for Bethesda because <laughs> Bethesda don't, Bethesda don't comment on, or they very rarely have commented on the whole meme about Bethesda's games being buggy. Everyone knows it. Everyone's okay with it. But Bethesda have never really 
openly addressed that they know that their games are buggy and that everyone laughs about them. They've never said anything. They just make the games, they ignore the comments, and they do it. But what's really weird about Fallout 76, which tells its own story, is that Bethesda have been extremely open with about how buggy this game is. Even wow. writing an open letter to all players of the beta that they will experience bugs and that if you find them, please report them and stuff like that, which is unpaid QA, which is also pretty legal gray area because you should be not Wait, doing that they get their unpaid interns to do my... qa no 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 it's just that they're asking the players of the beta which is what a beta oh, sport that's what you mean yeah you're ultimately asking people to do free qa work if your game is not up to scratch even if it's a beta the game it's still a game for people to play and to enjoy it's it's for people almost as a demo to see if they want to buy the full experience not to like help you make it but the problem is they've been super open with how buggy it is and i guess when you have a bug with the installer or the uninstaller that deletes the 50 gigabyte data file if you make oh a mistake oh, that's one of the biggest the, bugs the, the, the cute game we got no, the spooky no. game a buggy no, game no. and a cute game this week no no i'm not i'm not talking about that bug although that bug is also pretty bad but no bethesda also have a bug that deletes the 50 gigabyte file wait really yeah so so it has uninstaller issues just like the little free toby fox yeah passion yeah. project yeah but wow. that's 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 different though the the toby wait, fox wait. thing is a game maker engine directory fault that uninstalls stuff that's in the same folder as delta uh delta Rune. okay no no i'm walking away i didn't play it god god damn it all right i'm walking but away that's wait, that's Undertale different delta rune delta rune because I haven't played it. Well, I just played a bit of it, but I'm not all the way through yet. No, no, but like in terms of the two bugs, one is significantly a problem, but it's quite manageable. Whereas the other one is like a bug that completely deletes the whole game and you, it's unavoidable if you do certain things. Like the Del Delta Rune thing is pretty bad, right? But as long as it's in its own directory, it's fine. It, but if you put it in like more of a public directory where it's like it's got other files of yours or other games, then yeah, that's pretty bad. But like the Bethesda thing is like the game just deletes its whole self. It's just like nope, we're just gonna delete my whole self. Uh, Bethesda have extended Fallout seventy six pre order beta to blah 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 blah. blah. Um, do not click any buttons on the client for the time being, Beth has disputed last <laughs> night following the start of the PC beta. When many players reported finding a whopping great download grinding into life again, which defeated the whole point of preloading the beta. Some players have reported that just opening the client without clicking any buttons was enough to wipe the game out for them. Beth as they're using their own client... <sighs> This is folding back to that earlier news story of how this is also their first big non-Steam release. Wow, I, I, so this, 
Also, like, kind of folds back into that earlier discussion. Like, Bethesda games are janky and buggy as hell, but that's typically been regarded as a side effect of their scope and their ambition. Like, like getting a 90-person team to make big open-world games like that has resulted in, in NPCs looking silly and standing around in, in one spot and, and item duplication glitches as far back as Morrowind. But they were also... Yeah, but, like, opening very... the client and then it just deleting itself is just, like... Well, you'd open the client and play the game and have like a unique and also intimately personal experience, despite <clears throat> the the massive scope of them, and and because of uh, uh, there being a good core loop of exploration, loot discovery, and world building and immersion, people didn't mind, and and they scored very well and sold extremely freaking well, and and became a part of everyone's pop culture lexicon because I don't think that in the real world when it comes down to, to brass tacks and selling games uh, 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 gameplay matters more than glitches yeah and, that's and true and frame rates but... and refreshes and graphics no 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 that's entirely true and I 100% agree with you as someone who grew up playing Nintendo games not giving a fuck about what they look like compared to other AAA games more importantly is just that this is a bug that when you open the client it deletes itself like you can't even play the game no matter how bad the game looks or how bad it runs like you can't even play the game and and when you do it 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 reads like this confused wishy-washy uh uh non-committal amalgamation of of what was a little bit cool about fallout plus a whole bunch of stuff no one i i that's not true i was about to say no one ever wanted i've seen people want a multiplayer fallout for a good decade the russians hacked it back in the day there was oh no like don't get me wrong there is like a, an amazing game somewhere in Fallout 76 where you play mm-hmm. with friends exploring a wasteland together in power armor. That'd be I great. mean, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable saying that without hands-on experience with it and I have zero interest in it no, even as a hardcore like, Fallout fan. It's like you can't, it doesn't look like it's for me. No, I don't and I don't think it is for many people unless you play a lot of online games with regular people because from what I've read so far, is that this is just a super lonely game. Yeah. You very rarely stumble across people. There's only 16 people on a Which server on a giant map. But there's no NPCs, just radio messages. Yeah. Yep. And, and that just would monsters. Compli- that which... News of that is what killed my interest. Like, that's yeah. that's them axing away the world building, which even in the Bethesda fallouts is still like the primary motivating factor to the loop. I'd be intrigued by any dad or son out there who has played the beta. What what they thought. T- tell us. Like, I would... You know, on one hand, I, I feel really guilty a lot for for taking this long for projects these days. But at the same time, I would be miserable if I would have had to play as an obligation for a job, like, 20 hours of this beta and then just write my negative thought oh that would, i mean that would george that's what people there do are worse, there I know, are worse there are worse jobs <laughs> oh my god i'm playing a game oh poor me uh. <laughs> do you 
you guys not remember what it was like in like <laughs> there the is. late 2017 when, when I did the Breath of the Wild review and the Far Cry Primal review and and the the crew review? Uh, well, that was from a few years earlier. This shit wears me down. It makes me depressed. <laughs> it causes like stress and anxiety. My girlfriend can notice it. It it ruins my relationships. It uh uh yeah, really long mediocre video games are the absolute worst to cover then just like play delta rune no well you could do that but yeah. you could also just be like in the video this game is not worth me finishing and here's the reason no, why and then no dead. no no dead. no no people no. will chew you out they no. will they will poop in your face but that is, is that right not so that. You finish it's, a game before you review it. You do not. No, 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 no. Not no, review no, a game. No, no, no. You, no, no, you, you get, you're, you're misunderstanding me. You're misunderstanding me. That's not what I uh -huh. mean. If you're reviewing a game for a publication that reviews games as their output for their content, a review, no, you absolutely must finish the game. What I'm talking about is if you're making a YouTube video of an opinion about a video game, and that your opinion is that this game is not worth finishing because it's a long, drawn-out experience, you definitely should go the way of, you know, zero oh, punctuation or yeah, and be like, I didn't even finish this game, and here are the reasons why. And I that just remember... That is not a review. That is a YouTube opinion. It is completely different. The other big, mm -hmm. uh, like, third and fourth quarter 2016 game that absolutely positively wore me out was Watch Dogs 2. For some reason, I thought it was The Crew, because they are just so... They're all the same game to me at this point, too. Well, they're Ubisoft games that have cars in them. And, and Zelda games that have horses. That, you, if you literally, like, commit to it as a job, it will turn all these games into the same mush... <laughs> Which is why I have no interest in RDR2. The big thing this week. The, 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 the sales oh topping charts. God. The controversial... Can, can, uh, um, can, we, can we talk about that? Can we? Yes, because you have actually been playing it. You might have more of a tolerance for this shit than I do at this point. I obviously don't because I don't finish that many games. <laughs> but let me talk about Cowboys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're triggering me, Liam. <laughs> finish. Let's talk about Cowboys. Is it good? Is it the rootinest, tootinest, most seamless? Are you I, either in the okay. coma or not Is it a true game gamer? of the year? Are the YouTube no, comments true? It absolutely is not game of the year. Oh damn! Oh, no. And let me, let me, like, let me no, because I really, I have to really watch what I say because, or oh, I have it to. Think sucks? About it sucks. It's terrible. No. no. Oh, one no. out of ten. Damn. Shut Liam? up. It's good, Shut but up. not great. <laughs> it's only okay. I'm literally looking up the exact thing I said to a friend on Messenger about the game because, yeah. Okay, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you going to give it only a 9 out of 10? Okay, so first off, I'm trial in The Hague for 9.8. Giving it a perfect. Off the bat, I'm enjoying it. Okay. Go on. I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it. It is very much a put on for one hour, two hours before bed and go to bed. But it's an enjoyable two hours, right? The problem with this game, and I don't know whether it's, it's necessarily immersive. a problem. What makes this game so different, I think, it's so slow. Yep, I'm out. 
I'm out. That is enough to turn me off of it forever. It's so slow. I I can't describe how it's slow without... Red Dead was slow, though. Mm-hmm. No, but it's mm-hmm. not even if that. Because and that's Red why Dead I couldn't like finish first. it. No, 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 I couldn't no, no. even no, no, no. play it because no, it was so, so slow. No, don't, don't, don't even... Like, Red Dead moves it. It's not even like pace of story. I'm not talking about pace of story. I'm talking yeah. about just... General pace. The animations are slow. Everything in this game is slow. Like, and let, let me uh, let me explain. Because what happens is in Red Dead Redemption One, or not Revolver, but Red Dead Redemption RDR One, you're not distracted by too many things. Okay, you can play fucking blackjack, you can go hunting or whatever, right? But there is very much a Go do this mission. It's an action-packed GTA-style cowboy mission. And it's, you know, that was what RDR was. Really good soundtrack. And when you... Yeah. And don't get me wrong, RDR 2's soundtrack is... Apart from the Jose Gonzalez Far Away Mexico part, it's probably better, actually. It's really really good. good. Art direction. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. But RDR 2... So it starts the game off with a very purposely, like, three-hour tutorial section in a snowy mountain where you can't really do anything, and it basically outlines all of the game's systems from the, like, general missions where you're shooting things and stuff, like, traditional, to hunting, to, like, looking after people, to doing submissions, to customizing your character to looking after your horse to using your lasso to robbing trains like it does everything one after another on top of this mountain in the snow the story part is that you can't leave because you'll all die out in the snow and all this kind of thing so it starts off on top of a snowy mountain at the slowest pace possible and it goes on for quite a while like about three hours or so and it's quite lengthy and I'm like, okay, this is fine. Yeah, it's, it's a game. AC Odyssey did the same just, thing and no did, one complained. George, just shut up. Shut up a sec. Just, just <laughs> calm down. And like, it's okay because this game is like a huge 60-hour experience. It, it, you know, it's it's got hundreds of systems, right? So it's trying to teach you all these things. It's trying to make it so you understand everything. You don't miss anything. I get it. Like, it's an unavoidable part of game design. And the way Rockstar hide it, in the snowy mountain like story and the way they build up intrigue about what's happened to you because it's off the back of like a failed like a boat robbery or something like to do with money on a boat then it's all pretty intriguing and you're like okay this is cool it's fine it's very slow but we'll get on with it and then as soon as you get down the mountain you get a camp and then the camp has like 20 people in it all of them want you to do different things all of them need different things the camp needs you to give it money and then you need to upgrade the camp, but then you need to upgrade every tent in the camp individually. So there's like another hundred systems that the game's not explained to you that you need to slowly plod through and look through. And you walk between each tent at Arthur's, the main character's, four pace per second speed. He's so fucking slow. It's unreal. But then you get like unleashed upon the world. And there's just so many things that you just get distracted all the time. Does, by... does it feel 
like an accomplishment. No, like Cause, it cause does. It does that word like, around a lot. Like this is the thing. I have spent most of my like twelve to fifteen hours of this game so far, getting my hair cut, customizing my gun, braiding my horse's tail, and robbing people out in the like the in prairie, the wild west, out in the wild. I've done nothing. Like nothing in this game. I've done nothing. Um, it's so, it's well, so distracting. According to Softpedia, it does almost everything perfect. <laughs> the level of polishing and the amount of it's, content makes it no, the beauty no, and like, the beast at the same time. No, no, because the level of polish is like is like unlike anything else. Oh yeah, this yeah, game they say is, that much. No, th this game is probably the most polished game I've ever seen. Like, the the systems that work in this game are beyond the level I can even comprehend. Like, there is so much going on. There's so many interactions at play. It is, it is creepy. Oh, there's the achievement word. Giant bomb. It is an incredible achievement in open-world gaming. An intricate machine that disguises its machinery better than just about everything else that's come before. I mean, they're not wrong, though. But then, like, they are not wrong. It is an intricate machine that disguises that very well. But it's also a super slow and finicky machine that has way too many things going on for its own good that grinds down the pace completely by not really giving the player any clear direction whatsoever and just overwhelming them with so many things to do that this game is less of a action-adventure game than it is like a full-on just cowboy simulator it's a west world you are a cowboy tourist living a cowboy life where there is no repercussions for you as a real person you are just a full-on cowboy tourist this this sounds pretty decent I, I don't know no but that's the thing is that is it is fun and it is fun to do these things right apart from the fact that Everything goes really ham-handedly because there are way too many controls. Like, you have to press R2 to, like, interact with someone, and then you have all the face buttons either correspond to, do you want to say hello? Do you want to say howdy? Do you want to say uh, an, an antagonizing joke? Or do you want to rob them? And then if you rob them, you can press the D-pad up to point your gun in the air, and if you forget to do that, you'll accidentally shoot them in the face, and then you'll get a bounty. Then you have to pay your bounty off, and... You don't have any money in this game because coming by money is really hard. So then you have to grind for money by playing poker. And it, there's just so many things going on. And it's all so finicky. That it's super slow. And while it's all really enjoyable, it's like, I have no idea how anyone finishes this game. And feels satisfied. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a masterpiece that every player should play. It simply evolves the open world genre with a host of new ideas. I will admit, everything you've quoted is correct. Like, it is an intricate machine that disguises a lot of that really well. And, and also, and it has an so many ideas. Here it is, because it has so many ideas beyond just being a game. Like... For as largely as people joked about it before, this like whole cinematic thing that it's going for is weirdly addictive. So when because it doesn't have a very good fast travel system and it takes ages to unlock this fast travel system and the map is huge and your horse moves at such a slow pace, you spend a lot of time just traversing the map. 
which means you get kind of addicted to changing the camera to cinematic experience, which then makes it look like a cowboy western, and it auto-rides your horse so you don't have to control your horse. And you're just, like, watching this, like, cowboy TV show with two characters talking about general stuff. And it is, like, every mission has, like, these cinematic elements to them, aside from normal gameplay, that... It's like watching a weird cowboy YouTube series that someone's put together. Like, every mission is like a 10-minute YouTube episode what? of this weird cowboy series. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to explain. Every mission has, like, its beginning, start, its middle oh. structure, and then its end. And it all happens in, like, 10, 10 to 15 so, so minutes. like, episodes? It's almost like episodes because it's really disjointed because the overarching Good. story is stretched Good. out across. That, that's, that's always been the problem with, with open world games is that uh, the stories get stretched out too far. They, they don't feel like they have uh, a cohesive direction that, that fits with the pacing. And that's what I liked about The Witcher was that the side quests felt like contained episodes. The main quest was still a stretched out mess, though. But it's not even that, because this game doesn't tell you what's a main mission and what's not. Everything is like a character oh. mission. You just go to a character and then you know who the main characters are, so you know if you go That's... to them. If you go if you go to Dutch or you go to Hosea, you know like their missions are going to be progressing the chapter, because the game is split up into chapters, but it's so hard mm -hmm. to define the seriousness of each mission, like some submissions that, you know, you think are submissions, like go on for like a good 20 to half an hour and you're I doing really like multiple like that, things. Actually, that sounds like a good idea. Um, but then you'll do like a Dutch mission where you think you're progressing the story and then you ha you all you have to do is take a dude to a bar and get drunk. By the way, that mission where you take Lenny to the bar for anyone who's playing RDR right now is the best fucking mission it's the most realistic simulation of being drunk I've ever seen. It's amazing. But it is. It's just like watching loads of weird cowboy YouTube videos. And, and that's why it's so slow, because you don't ever feel like you're accomplishing anything. You're just taking bite-sized parts of cowboy content. But I can tell you why. It's definitely more cinematic than anything David Cage would ever dream up of. I, I like that guy Oof. must be like, Oof. that guy must be like, just like, shitting himself, because this is truly like, the biggest leap to like cinematic gaming. I don't want to say that because like everyone thinks of like, like <laughs> that Kojima. That was a review quote. <laughs> like everyone thinks of Kojima and everyone thinks of David Cage when they think about this but those guys are like trying to tell a story this game isn't trying to tell too much of a story it doesn't really care about its own story it cares about like just giving you these cool moments in a cinematic way and then it allows you to create cinematic moments because it gives you like the tools like the filmography skills to do it like, you'll, if you, like, you know, search on Twitter, like, hashtag, like, RDR cinematic mode or something, you'll find, like, amazing videos of people doing crazy shit in cinematic mode that looks amazing because it's hilariously framed in a very serious Western cowboy aesthetic in a very, like, f cinema-esque way, but it's hilarious game, you know, engine stuff where, like, people crash horses into each other and shit like that. So... I honestly don't really know what to think about 
RDR. Like, I'm really enjoying it, but not for the reasons that I would usually a video game. All right, I'll wait. It's, it's one of those where I don't know if I'll ever finish it because I'm spending far too much time just doing all the intricate stuff. Like, I'll go do a bounty, get $25, get a haircut, play some poker, change my gun color, go to my horse. I feel like that's not the game's fault, though. I feel like that's your fault. No, no, no. Because the game is so distracting with the way it lays everything out. Because it's telling you to do all these things in submissions that then opens them all up to you. But then... There'll be missions where, you know, you'll do something and it's just maybe like ride to here, kill these guys, and do this. And then you're kind of like, well, you know, I could go do bounties. I could do some more fun stuff. It's like this weird balance of all the intricate, small, tiny machinery that's going on can be more interesting and more distracting than the actual main game. And because it's hard to decipher what the actual main game is, you're just bogged down in super slow paced gameplay where you're just like trotting along on a horse across giant maps hunting rabbits with a three hour tutorial island yeah I mean the tutorial is interesting enough though but yeah the, it carries that, that ideology carries on into the whole game it's like we have so many things for you to do and so many things that you can experiment with that and because we don't clearly tell you what the main story is, you're going to just be, like, stuck in cowboy purgatory forever. So, Matt, you remember Fallout 2, right? Of course. How could I uh, forget? The main, the main story, like, gave you little clues rather than missions with explicit goals. Right. And once you showed up at the site of the clue, you'd have to, like, go around and investigate yourself. And yeah. it felt like you were internalizing your own unique main story following a trail of breadcrumbs the game gave you rather than explicit instructions and dialogue and i feel like that's a little bit of this ethos with with you not knowing which quests are main quests and which aren't i feel like that might be kind of a, a i'm gonna say that sounds immersive that sounds like like the player getting in the mindset of the character and doing what they think is interesting rather than what the game is kind of breaking the fourth wall to tell you to do, which can create a lot of really great player driven stories. Yeah. This is, is this is unique to video games as a medium. I can't tell if RDR is a good uh, example of, Oh, why am I forgetting the word now? Uh, uh, like gameplay that is player dr- driven. Um, uh, 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 oh god! Oh god! I know that word. Oh, yeah. people toss emergent, emergent gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if it's a good example of that because everything is running on a script. Like the way NPCs respond to you is like a thousand different scripts going off at the same time in different responses. So I don't know whether it's emergent, but it definitely is like unexpected. Like, there is hidden missions in the game that only appear if you speak to random people of your own accord. So they are purposely hidden in the game for you to potentially stumble across them. That isn't quite emergent gameplay, but it's unexpected gameplay. 
And that's almost as good. Because you'll just talk to a guy, you'll be like, howdy. And he'll be like, please, sir, help me. Bandits stole my wife. And you'll be like, okay, fuck this. I didn't, I didn't expect to be doing this today. Well, now we go. Dun, 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 and, you know, shoot all the guys and save this guy's wife. It's like that stuff. If you just walked past that guy and didn't interact with him, you would have never have done that mission. So although it's not, you know, emergent player driven stuff, it is like unexpected gameplay. And that is kind of what's super cool about this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it still sounds like something where I'd have to turn the lights off, clear my weekend schedule out, uh, 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 set my phone on silent, light um, a couple um, candles. Wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Air freshener. Um, hit the gym downstairs <laughs> and uh, finish up all my big projects beforehand. And I just don't know if if. Or when I can do that again in the near future. You don't want to spend a hundred hours in a span of I, three I think days and then write a script minimum. within one day and then film a video with another day and write a script and then well, edit the video on that no. last day to try to get that video out within that week. You don't want to no. do that? No, just no. I don't. Yeah, I don't just think just this game no. is... <laughs> Period. Even if you, know. you were... Even if you were I determined to do that. Even if you were determined to be that crazy and do that. This game is, like, not good. Like, long stretches of this game get really boring because you are spending a lot of time just traveling around doing stuff. Well, I hope you're not playing too long and starving. Uh, yeah. Because don't starve. <laughs> I've been oh. playing Don't Starve. Um, I, I mean, I've been doing it for, uh, I want to say on and off for two and a half weeks now. And it reminds me of By the way, lot. RDR oh. is so intricate that you have to eat so you don't lose weight. That's the kind of game we're talking about. Anyway, it, go ahead. Is it like a hunger meter? Like, like yeah. you have to eat? There's a hunger meter. There's a, there's a weight meter. There's a beard length meter. There's a hair length meter. There is how warm and how cold you are, depending on the temperature, depending on the clothes you're wearing, how hungry your horse is. There's a lot. Of you have to feed the horse? Yeah, you have oh. to feed your horse. Otherwise, he runs out of stamina. You have to also pat, and you have to, you have to calm your horse down you if it's scared. You have to love the horse? You have to love the horse. Oh. And the thing is, the horses have permadeath as well. So if you spend fucking 10 hours loving a horse named Ted, like <laughs> I did, which is a Father Ted reference to my lovely horse, for anyone who's watched Father Ted, if you spend 10 hours bonding and getting like a level 4 bond with this horse that you've spent fucking ages like customizing and spending a lot of money on, for him to then die in a gunfight is really upsetting. Liam has been talking about this for 20 minutes. And I'm still yeah, faster. You, you, I know. You, and you I'm still even, faster than this game. You didn't even get to the horse loving mechanics, and I, I did not. There's so not many heard systems of of there being horse loving mechanics. But, uh, Leo needs his own review podcast where he just sits there and he just talks <laughs> <laughs> about loving horses in video and I, games. I could do pre recorded me- um like voices, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds good, Liam." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that would still okay. be more than what you say now, anyway. Okay. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
I mean, everyone already knows that I edit this to make us all sound smarter and wittier and funnier than we actually Man, are. Man, you have right? not been doing a good job then. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> the one day, the one day we have a, a live podcast is the day that, you know, all our fans are just like, no, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah, I like your like This anymore. is how those guys really are. <laughs> are there pauses longer than four seconds between anyways um yeah no i've been playing don't starve it's it's a uh survival open world procedural kind of thing but i'm i'm interested in it because of uh, a discussion that we had a couple weeks ago regarding procedural generation stuff and whether or not it can be fun because um this game has very very fast paced i almost want to say like an arcadey spin on the concept, your, your your hunger meter just, just drips all the freaking time, Ooh, and, and, yes. the, and the stress of constantly having to management it is part of um, the, the the compelling loop of of trying to to overcome challenges, getting getting a little bit more every time, and starting over again in the span of like ten to twenty minute sessions, and it it feels like an arcadey game in that way, and I'm still not done with it and I have reached that point well, I'm still compelled to keep going and I'm not done with it even though I have reached the point where I'm starting to see the same stuff over and over again as it seeds new levels but it seeds them in a way that is well paced you're you're constantly on the move you're constantly um having to adjust to a new goal that the randomness of the environment like really changes your playstyle for and maybe that's the trick is like getting procedural generation to uh uh create diverse gameplay scenarios that that utilize the procedural generation to mix things up uh quite literally every single time you go in and i guess i guess if a game is procedurally generated and they're not fooling anyone and it gets real boring seeing the same stuff over and over again they haven't thrown enough mixes in the algorithm that uh play off each other well enough to create a a more compelling loop um like 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 i guess the the classic example is is sundered that game was terrible and i had to play like 30 hours of it in a week and do a review in two days and everyone completely forgot about that game and it fell off the face of the earth and <gasps> don't want to say it was a waste of time because i still made money anyway but god it kind of feels like a waste of time doing oh shit my like god. That these days cut that out <laughs> cut that out <laughs> Just, just the same repetitions and the same software for five years covering the same topics. <gasps> but, um, yeah, I, I am seeing my tastes for, for the re repetition of farming games turn around. I think I just got a bad intro to them. And uh, uh, this, is, this is one of the good ones. I, I, I should have played this before I, I don't know, Slime Rancher. Which was another, like, two days of doing nothing, eating no food, seeing no other humans, not leaving the room, just playing that game that I didn't like very much. Writing my thoughts that were just, like, negative, whiny, oh my pessimistic gosh. Something's pieces happening. of shit. And then Something's happening. Somebody. Somebody. Liam, start talking about Red Dead Redemption again. <laughs> I would talk about Deltarune, but I feel like I'd set George off just the same. Also, Matt, you don't want to get spoiled by Deltarune, right? Yeah, I played the beginning, um, like, right after he gets out the room. That's it's so pretty cute. Minute. 
It also, is. It's, I and, like, and he, like Toby always, he's like a mood, isn't he? He's like a vibe. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like he always knows how to just mess you up in the beginning. It's like the With best emo games warnings. ever. <laughs> best emo games. <laughs> it's pretty emo, game. yeah. Who, like, you gotta be ready when everyone, you play. Even though he doesn't talk to anyone, he's, he's yeah. that guy. That's you gotta true. put some like black eyeliner on, you know, some black but, clothes but before you, crack you, you bright sit jokes. down to play Undertale or, or Deltarune. You just gotta, he, you gotta be ready. He likes uh, portraying the look of a tortured soul, but but the humor <laughs> of a of a social butterfly. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did, oh. what did you think? What, what did what did you think? <clears throat> um, I am still waiting on a final verdict. On the other hand, though, I already love the concept and the execution and how much of of that that Toby Fox meta self-awareness was going on. Apparently the game changes depending on what your Undertale save is stored as. No, like not really. Okay. Okay. Uh, it should checks, I leave? It, I should leave. Yeah, it, no, 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 no. No, it it checks your Undertale save. Mm -hmm. It it checks for a few things, but it doesn't it doesn't actually change the 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 uh uh, whatever happens in Delta Rune. Also... Do doesn't change. Also, Toby released a Q&A today about Delta Rune that he'd pre-written based on questions he thought people would get asked about Delta Rune after it got released. And one of them was, will Delta Rune have multiple endings? And he said, no. So, not really sure how much your choices in Delta Rune will affect what happens in it anyway. And also... also Oh, more intriguing. There's so many alsos with this one. The, the the most intriguing one about this, and what I kind of love, is that this is all there is of Delta Rune. Like, we don't know if it's a demo or not. We don't know. No, no, no. He this this is it. This like this is it. This is it. He's not made anything else. Well, he called it some chapter music. one, and and did call it a demo. But yeah, yeah. But like as in like pre-production for chapter two, three, like all of that. He he's he hasn't got anything. Like he's written the story, and the music, but all the programming, all the art, everything for like anything beyond chapter one doesn't exist right now, which is incredible because it would take years. So like whatever people are getting of Delta Rune now, like they better like be okay with it lasting them a while because you're not going to see anything for ages if you ever see anything else. What's so, the point of this? What's the point of him releasing? Is there, do you see that in there? Is it answering some type of question um, or he just want, he made this for fun? Cause I assumed when I saw it, I was like, Oh, he's just making this little game and then he's going to make a totally different project after this. So not just a spinoff without like spoiling anything. Depending on how much, how deep you are into the Undertale lore, this I've is like it twice. A, this is like a thing that, like, if you know all about like Gaster and Chara and Azriel and mm. Frisk and all that kind of stuff, like this will then tickle you in ways that are, is really nice because it is more on top of that for you to think about. But nothing is explained. Everyone has super weird fan theories about it. But then Toby's mm -hmm. come out saying stuff like this is a entirely separate thing. D 
like whatever happened in your Undertale save is like how they are now. So like if everyone died, everyone's still dead. <laughs> if everyone survived and everyone lives happily above yeah. the surface, they there's, are there's, still happy. I'm on a new computer, so I guess oh mm-hmm, well. Which is weird because I also transitioned computers as well. But yeah, there's some very distinctfully Toby Foxy Undertale weirdness about. Yeah. what universe this takes place in how are these undertale characters showing up in what is a very completely different situation um and, there's and so the Q&A many fan just theories. like giggled at the thought of that it seems i, I kind of dig the idea of of spin-off sequels like this that throw like a lot of the same characters same mechanics into just new stories like like mgs3 going from mgs2 to mgs3 and i guess that's my mgs quota mention for the day um yeah i i, I i'm, I I'm all say... for it I, I just want to say, like, before we move on, the level of trust we all have in Toby to install the virus on our computer <laughs> is ridiculous. The mm-hmm. internet just installs a virus. Can you imagine if he just, like, said, you know, uh, I want to end everything, and he doesn't, everyone, millions it's of people so- just install. It's so and weird. And everyone would be like, oh, you cute Toby. It's so weird because he must have done it on purpose. If because yeah. to rune.exe has... system32, there will be a surprisingly small amount of protests, I bet. Like, but he did it in tandem with like the Japanese localization of it, which is done by the awesome like guys uh, 8-4 in Tokyo. Like, he did it in tandem with them, and they're like a professional studio. I mean, I say that. It's a ragtag bunch of lovely people in a tiny Who office. Work but, on you know, very big brands. Like, they will have been working on this for ages. Like, that window defender problem, like, is definitely Toby, like, doing something on purpose. I'm assuming it was to check your Undertale save. Mm-hmm. Ma- yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm but, assuming that's like, what this it is. is this no is making modifications on your PC. You're like, ah, I see what you're doing, Toby. Toby's like, ha, now I've got all your data. Like, this game's for free, but now you, you paid me back way <laughs> more than you ever thought. This game's for free? You Time think, sell but your actually, data. it costs you your <laughs> credit the card. Yeah. <laughs> He's just selling all, all everyone's data who downloaded Delta Rune to, like, Facebook hey. right now. All you Undertale Homestuck gamers... Uh, uh, Toriel's in trouble and needs your mom's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me again why you didn't go as Wario for Halloween. I I I That's stayed how home sounds and like. watched Halloween three, and it was it was a great movie. Watch watch Halloween three, kids. <laughs> I want or rewatch Halloween one. That was pretty cool. I, I heard, but the girlfriend thought it would be too spooky, so she wanted to watch the stupid one. Spooky, spooky skeletons. This movie involves lasers and, and magical mind-controlling hats that turn people into bugs, and there's robot. I was very surprised at, at the places this thing... It's like a David Cage game in movie form. It's like Halloween 3 might be the closest what we have to an Indigo Prophecy Fahrenheit movie adaptation because you can very clearly see a defining moment in the movie where the dog ate the rest of the script and they just had to make the rest of it up on the fly. Either that or whoever wrote it 
<laughs> was a real lazy piece of shit who just phoned it all in. I don't know if we were looking for screen script writer screen screenplay credits or script writing credits on the credits roll and didn't find any. We just found a credit for script supervisor. <laughs> Supervising. Supervising. He was, he's this actually mess. a babysitter, and he was supervising the babies who wrote the story. That's actually what it sounds like. It sounds like a, a episode of Axe Cop. The, the, the movie follows a, a doctor who more or less takes on a detective role, trying to, to solve some some crazy murder mystery in, in a small town. Right, familiar setup, but he gradually finds robots and magic and a, a Stonehenge rune that powers a. a subspace bending generator that that creates robot golem guards for a immortal highlander factory foreman who wants to make masks that you get you get it's like trying to solve a spooky murder mystery in the big city of new york but but you gradually find out that it was actually an undead aztec wizard um, fighting a space war against an AI that, that can turn into a plasma person who fights, has a Dragon Ball fight with you after you have zombie sex with the cop trying to solve your, your murder. Wow. Wow. David Cage's Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Let's fund it. Let's... <laughs> Can we pitch that on Dad Din? Can we? Can we? Can I'll, I'll we support. actually have David Cage on the show as a guest? Oh my God! And tear yes. apart a, a, a Dad Din submission by the man himself. Dude. Oh, that would be incredible. We should we should, we should send him a tweet. Can okay. Be on the okay. Show? I'll, we should um, send him the 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 David David, David episode and, David, and see David, how David David Yo, that would be cool. Like we have to ask him the rough questions though. We have to like say <laughs> like yo, we're gonna ask you some questions. You gotta be ready. Yo, know? David, what's up with your games, man? Why are they so shit? No, no. <laughs> be like yo, man. Yo, yo, you kind of nasty with all that with that, all that stuff, man. And yeah, I feel like David Cage wow, might not be in a position hard. to do interviews right now. He's got to finish that lawsuit of him suing the journalists who, who reported on how they photoshopped their employees into Nazi uniforms holding dildos and stuck it on the wall for everyone to see. Yo, man, is that Nazi stuff true, man? Well, uh, 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 uh how does he sound? How does he, I it never was part him. of my storytelling uh, process. <laughs> <laughs> Storytelling process gets a big laugh from from that. That's all it takes. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know try to pull some strings, uh, hook up with my connections. Um, let's get the creative uh, juices flowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's just take a, a quick break to. Um, We're just gonna head back into our own story process. Send some emails. Uh, get get some um, um, cold calls going out. And uh, and we'll we'll see what we can do. What is going on today? <laughs> today has <laughs> been a weird podcast. I I have I apologize. RPG Super Mario RPG. Lord of playing a game. やったことない人も。Okay. Mario. 
Hello and welcome back from the break. Today we're gonna we're gonna put some news in your ear holes. Holes. Take a scent, George. I, but I don't. I, I just don't want to like be weird about it. You know. Speaking of being weird about things, uh, oh my god, <laughs> there there was a a Nintendo Direct. They they saved the big reveal for the end. Everyone was was getting their hopes up for for who uh, the Smash DLC characters would be. Um, um, I know there was a lot of, uh, push for George Weedman, um, um, uh, <laughs> skulking into the battle. I know that there was, there was a lot of fan expectations that, that, that Liam and Matt would show up as well, but I'm pretty sure if, uh, you, you polled players, they, they would have expected things like, um, I, I, I don't know, um, 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 the, whoever the main character from, from Virtual Fighter is that we've seen Photoshop screenshots of. Uh, Rayman has has been speculated. No, it's not. It's a piranha plant. Heck, yeah. Day yeah. one, purchasing that now. Season pass. Give me all the loot boxes. You don't even need to buy him. He's free. Really? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. a pre-order bonus, so you have to pre-order the game. That's not free. No, no, no. No, no you just have to register your purchase before oh. January of next year. Oh, so you, you have get, to buy it before him. January while the game's still going to be real expensive. But, I mean, who are we kidding? I'm probably going to buy Nintendo it. Nintendo games don't go down in price anyway. They don't. And uh, Smash so games are damn good bets. That they're, I don't think there's really been looks, a bad one. No, and this game looks like it has more content than there are human beings alive. Mm-hmm. There's there's mm. some people who don't like Brawl, but I like I'm pretty brawl. sure everyone on planet Earth is okay, at least with the others. Yeah. I like Brawl. Smash 4 was... was like a real obsession for me for a while as matt can attest at sgc and magfests um i can't wait to to break this thing out during the new cons like yeah oh my god george i just realized i'm going to japan in a little while and i can bring it with me it will be out by the Mm -hmm. time you get Mm -hmm. here whole shit i know what we're gonna be streaming oh i'm jealous Stop going no, to Vegas and spending all your money then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't spend all his... Re- he, he made sure he had enough to eat food. <laughs> oh my God. I, I didn't spend any money, actually. The tickets are free. What are you, what are you talking about? So you lost more money than free. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is is super hyped for, for the latest Smash int- entry of Piranha Plant. At everyone, there's, but the there's plant no looks arguments. good. The plant looks good. He's got tiny little feet, <laughs> and, and and they obviously had a lot of fun making the move set, which is the whole point. Obviously, yeah. people are gonna laugh. I've already talked enough about RDR. I'm not gonna go on about Smash, Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I I think this is cheeky and cute and fine. I mean, you 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 were like. Expressing some real sorrow at, at Sakurai's situation, though, Liam. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because we've talked a lot about, you know, as a industry, the gaming uh, stories that have surrounded Rockstar and that horror. I don't even know how Sakurai is still alive, to be fair. That poor fucker 
is so <laughs> tired it's that Japan. he has to even mention it in the direct himself. Oh, that that actually happened in the direct. He was like, "Guys, I'm real tired." Oh, did oh yeah, you guys didn't. You, yeah, no, you guys didn't I see don't... it. Sakurai openly just he openly just says, "Maybe I can take a break now," and he like closes his eyes. Oh, sighs a little bit. Oh no, and then it goes to the next <laughs> thing that they talk about. That happens in the direct. That's. Like, like that. Does he know that there's a big controversy going on right now about overworking game developers? I mean, he's probably laughing. He's like, whatever those Rockstar guys' hours are, hundred hours a week. That's like me being on vacation. Sakurai's been doing hundred hour weeks since he was born. It seems. Does Does he know that people in Japan are dying from from working too much? I I honestly. I can't even imagine what Sakurai's, like, past 20 years have been like. I can't even comprehend how tired that man must be. I mean, he brings it upon himself. Like, everything that gets added to that game is, like, his idea. The more content that that game gets, it's Sakurai's fault, so... You, you, you don't think it's Nintendo cracking the whip? Or what about the invisible <laughs> hand of the free market <laughs> cracking the whip instead? No, because at this point, Nintendo just trusts Sakurai to make it. You know, he makes it with Sora, his own company, in combination with Bandai Namco. Nintendo don't actually develop Smash. They just give him free reign to use the the, you know, the intellectual properties and stuff like that, so. Uh, I don't know. That guy must be tired. Incineroar, though, looks pretty cool. Um, you're gonna have to fill me in on on this Incineroar thing, because cause my, my, my attention was totally on the plant. Incineroar is the final evolution of Litten, the fire starter from I, Sun and Moon. I, 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 Google him. Yeah, I don't know He's these as people. cute as fuck. I am Googling right now. Uh, but Incineroar is this badass wrestler cat, fire cat, that uses wrestling moves. And then once he's done a move, every time he's done a move, he pulls a pose. Because he's fucking awesome. <laughs> and he looks great. Smash is looking great. And the whole... World of Light story mode where Kirby is the savior of the earth and everyone else dies in a Avengers style fashion. Looks interesting. Okay, you're gonna have to explain that one to me because that just sounds like they're spoiling the story. No, I imagine it's the start of the story. So the start is that Kirby has to survive in a post-apocalyptic smash wasteland? No, I think it's like something happens, everyone gets possessed, it looks like. Kirby's the first character you start out with because Kirby's the one that didn't get possessed. And then you unlock other characters. Kirby is God. Kirby is God. And also, you know... Kirby is a terrifying and lovely overlord who who loves you but will eat you and, and, and leave you to nothing at, at their whim. Yeah. Kirby is also Sakurai's baby, so Kirby gets a free pass. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Kirby reminds me of uh, the god from Dragon Ball Super. What's it called? Oh, Boo! No, no, Boo. no, 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 Beerus. Oh, oh. The, is is that is that what the little kid is called? Wait, what? The the god from Dragon Ball Super, the kid. Oh, like the the one that's like the guy who is the most powerful thing in the universe. Yes. 
Yes. The one who like likes Goku, even though Goku is super right, insulting. right. That's that's what Kirby reminds me of. <laughs> I forget his name, but I know what you mean. I know yeah, which yeah. character you mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kirby's pretty baller. It looks like Kirby's gonna be the hero of the universe in this game. Kirby can be no other things in any universe. Kirby's awesome. Let's put it that way. God, Smash is weird as hell to begin with, but now it's just weird as hell to end with. Also, you should have watched it. There was a lot of MGS stuff in there that you would have picked up on. Yeah, but I can watch it on YouTube later. That's true. Speaking of big lineups, disappointing lineups. <laughs> we get we got another another story. Wait. Okay, so our next story is the PlayStation lineup, uh, the PlayStation Classic official lineup. I don't know if it's that disappointing, so much as just a little more hit and miss than the usual ones. They got Metal Gear Solid on there, which which we were all concerned about. <laughs> right? Right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> like, I like Very how many concerned. games of these have been re-released already, like on Steam and stuff. Um, well, let's see what we got. We can we can go down the list. They got Battle Arena Tanshiden, which is extremely early PS1 fighting game. It was with, a launch title, voice wasn't acting. it? Was it? Yeah. It looks like one. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you yeah, say launch I... title PS1, you pretty much think of the worst graphics known to man. Uh, we got Cool Borders 2. Um, remember Cool Borders 2? The only reason I know about Battle Arena Tanshiden is that I remember how bad the graphics and voice acting were. I guess it's Toshinden. a PlayStation memory, then throw it in the 20-game lineup. Uh, I have no clue what Destruction Derby is. That sounds like it could describe a lot of games from the era. And then we have some really good, solid choices that seem like no-brainers. There's Final Fantasy VII... Um, Grand Theft Auto 1, although 2 probably would have been the, uh, better choice. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Good. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Revelations Persona, Persona 1. Oh, oh. Which, which Super is, Puzzle is Fighter. a fine dungeon crawler. Super yeah, and then... No, no, Super Puzzle Fighter. No, no, no. Don't hate on Super Puzzle Fighter. Right. Two Turbo. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo is pretty much one them. of the best choices in this list. Yeah. It, it's freaking hell... Oh, my God. You never played that? George, that's like the I, number I never, one rent Super Puzzle Fighter 2 at Turbo. Blockbuster, man. You go to Blockbuster. Oh. You you go home. You well, play well, Little, little Men. Little, Ray, little Ryu and Ken. You bust each other's you ass and make little little, little gems come out and collect all the gems. It's satisfying as a collecting gem thing and a fighter. <laughs> it's a little weird. So, yeah, there's there's some good choices in there. There's Intelligent Cube, which I doubt many people remember, but is a really solid puzzler. Um, you got Jumping Flash. Uh, uh, they threw a Ridge Racer in there and, and a Tekken. And then, oh, yeah, and Twisted Metal and Wild Arms. Which is fine. And then there's stuff like <laughs> Siphon Filter is... I remember that as well. Not for it being great, though. And and the PS1 version of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, <laughs> which, if I remember from, from back in the day, was widely regarded as the worst version of that very good game. The The PlayStation 1 had... A arcadey one-man army kind of shtick going on, which was the exact opposite of the whole 
ethos of that game. Yeah. You, you couldn't switch from squad members to squad members, and everyone took a little more bullets than in the PC version. And I don't know if they did the planning phase in the PS1 version or not. But yeah, it's it's just it's a fine it's it's an okay list. But I guess that's yeah, kind that's, of a wake up call as to just how that's all easier it is, it is for it's Nintendo a, to arrange these things. It's an okay list. That's all. That's all it is. But Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, though. Yo, that's hype. Yeah, but one game, you're basically buying one game for, you know, $80 or whatever. What is it? Is sorry, it, no, it's, sorry, $80? It's a, sorry, what? Wait, how much is it again? Like $100? Is, is it? Wait. Uh, how much is it? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is all... It, this is a, a standalone classic thing, like like the Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Where have <laughs> oh, you <no>. been? <laughs> Where the fuck I have thought you it was. I, th- I thought it was like a thing that they were adding on to like PSN. I didn't know no. that. No. W- this is a mini PS One that you buy. I don't know why I was thinking that. Oh my god. Why Why couldn't they do something like like Medal of Honor? Instead of Rainbow Six. Why couldn't they just do the like you know the the Japanese version that has cool games like Saga Frontier and G Darius and other stuff like that? Oh my God! Wow, what a what a what a bad list! Like, cause <laughs> see oh, now I was joking. See now he's awake. Well, the, like, the, the thing is, the thing is, like Puzzle Fighter is not on PSN, so I was like, oh, they're bringing some more classics. But I didn't realize that you mean classic as in the, that's what it's called. That's what the little box is called. Yeah. Like, it, no, yeah. no Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm. No Resident Evil 2. Silent Hill 1. No Silent Hill. God, they're definite. Yeah, actually, Konami is only represented with MGS. No here, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, There's definitely a lot they could have done. No Gran Turismo. It's it's basically like buying a half-eaten pizza. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, you know. Not 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 cold. Not it's not cold pizza, off. but it's it's half-eaten. No, yeah. no Tony Hawk. And it's yeah. it's a good pizza, but there's just half of it, and you gotta like reheat it in the microwave. It's not, not fresh. Not microwave. Come on, you gotta use the oven. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You used to be a chef. I'm buying a, a half-eaten pizza classic rather than the real thing. Oh my god. I don't have an oven. I live in Japan, so. Yo, if you don't have an oven, you put that junk on the frying pan and you fry that thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never use crunch of aluminum no, foil. No radiation. Hulk, no Xenogears. <laughs> Tony Hawk would have made so much sense. It would have been so on brand. Tony Hawk too, man. Oh my God! Why? No Chrono Cross. And why GTA One instead of Two? Why <laughs> Abe's Odyssey? Or for that matter, why Siphon Filter or Rainbow Six? No Sweet Golden Two. I can appreciate the the the, the decision Whoa. to put Resident Evil Director's Cut on there, but Whoa. they're aware that it Guys, like, has the bad music, right? Yeah. I've just realized as well. Yeah. No crash. Yeah. No Spyro. Yeah. Weird. That is weird. No Tomb Raider either. They could have made a better list if they just went to like Metacritic and just put best PS1 (laughs) game. Like how how can you mess this up? Is it light? Like Like, like, they can't. This has been like. But that's the thing. I don't know if we can be so hyper negative about it 
Because they still, you know, got Metal Gear Solid. There's still a twisted metal in there somewhere. Like, there was thought put into it. I imagine they just, you know, couldn't strike up all okay, the deals. Okay, okay, let's, let's, let's survey then. Let's survey. Honestly, being 100% honest, what games on that list, if you had it, would you actually play? And I mean, like, actually play. I don't mean, like, turn hmm. off for 10 minutes and turn off. I mean, like, what game would you actually go back and play? Like, if you think about the Super Nintendo Classic... Super Punch-Out 2 Turbo. I, would, I easily went back and played all the way through Super Punch-Out, all the way through Super Castlevania 4, all the way through A Link to the Past, all the way through Donkey Kong Country. Like, what games on this list would you actually go back and play them? I am counting 8 out of the 20... That's still mm. under half, and you're probably yeah, being generous. I'm way under half. Yeah. I'm way under half. Like, like, I have no reason to load up this version of Rainbow Six at all, ever. I wouldn't that play would... this version of Metal Gear Solid either. What, 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 what? Why not? I don't know. Just like the OG I wonder... PS1. I wonder how um, Psychomanus's memory card reading is going to work here. I heard you like Abe's Odyssey. <laughs> it's like a, a newer recording from a voice actor like 20 years older who's pretending. I heard you like Ridge Racer Type 4. <laughs> I would play Mr. Driller. Probably Persona. Um, I definitely, definitely, definitely start s- with the Persona series here on the on the one hundred dollar PlayStation Classic. This game's so hard, by the way, as well. I don't think people realize like the original Persona is fucking hard. It's like super old school hard Japanese RPG. Like I'll do bash your RE head one the again hard. and and in a heartbeat. Super Puzzle RE Fighter Two Turbo fun as hell. Yeah, and I'd, I'd want to play that out of curiosity. I'd play I, Tekken I'll do 3 Metal with Gear a Solid again, whatever. Uh, Final Fantasy VII again. I'll see how long I can last. Uh, no, but this is what I mean. Like, like actually play. Like, are you really going to go through Final Fantasy VII again? Not all the way through. Unless Matt, I are you on for really a third run through of Final Fantasy VII in recent nope. times? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But I'm I definitely done. would want to do the first disc again. That the first disc is a is a good time. I would run. I, I, I would play. We had this discussion. I would. Yeah. I we we did like three times. Yeah. I, I yeah. would play Which... through <laughs> the first disc again with with somebody who wanted to play Final Fantasy. And and that's yeah, what yeah. I would do here. Yeah. I'd I'd play like the first few hours, and and once I start noticing it tapering off, I just move on with my yeah. life. Yeah. Exactly. What What would you guys but, be more excited by this or like a potential? Or very inevitable Nintendo 64 classic. I'd be more hyped for the N64 classic. For sure. Absolutely. You can't use that controller on an emulator as well. (laughs) 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 If the N64 classic has mischief makers on it, I'm sold. I'm I'm done. Hey, there's some Nintendo 64 USBs. You, You never got one of those? No, because that's extra shit you gotta buy. Oh my god, they're like less than ten bucks. George won't do anything unless it's three days for shipping and and get out your credit card and and that's ten bucks I could spend on on pizza that'll make me feel miserable. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. 
I think at this point in my life I like freezer pizza better than delivery, even the good delivery. Freezer pizza tastes kind of... What were you getting, DiGiorno or something? Like, freezer pizza kind of no, sucks. No, bruschetta. Oh, fancy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, like if you go, if you go a tier higher than than Tombstone and DiGiorno, you can you can get some, some surprisingly good. Uh, <laughs> get some of that that dollar <laughs> that dollar frozen pizza, man. No, it has no. a special taste no, no that you could just never. Pizza. You can never replicate. Metallic. Like it's like a, yeah. like a like There's a good cardboard. You know. You're like, man, Guys, this makes me feel like garbage, but my God, is it satisfying to eat two of these things? I would take I would take good cardboard over Japanese pizza any day, so still making me jealous. <laughs> Japanese pizza tastes like those. They they taste like the one dollar roll them out from a tube party pizzas that that no normal people Japanese people can't like make American eat. food. <laughs> No, they can't. They, they can't, can't make. They do fried chicken real good. They do. Remember the family chicken? Oh my god! Yeah, me and George in Osaka. I was like, I no, I remember specifically taking George on an adventure to get family chicken because family chicken is so good. Anyways, yeah, no, Japan does good fried chicken, bad pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. It does very yeah. good chicken. It does. It does meat very well all around. But when it tries to do Italian food, oh my. God, wait, is that good or bad? Because I imagine they like got the noodles down pat. No, like Japanese Italian food is disgusting. I have been to Japanese Italian restaurants. They're everywhere, I remember. That use ketchup, full on ketchup as like <laughs> tomato, as, as pasta tomato sauce. Oh no. Oh yeah, you know, they're, they're tomatoes. You know, the, the classic Italian um, um, crop uh, uh, that totally wasn't imported from elsewhere. Someone tried to defend it to me once, saying that actual Italian people do that. And I was like, I'm not fucking buying it. Because <laughs> no, ma- no matter, even if they do, like, this is, this is not right. <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, judging products as garbage or not in, in, in front of a, a, a pre-recorded, not in the studio, studio audience, audience. Uh, we have a new section. Well, new. We've been doing this for a few months now and might actually be rotating it out for a different audience participation game soon. But it's time for Dad Din. <laughs> Oh, is the song playing right now? No, Matt, get no Matt. Cue the music for when you inevitably have nothing given to say. Up. Okay, all right. So this is when well, I leave. Given up on on their pitches being too long. Yeah, these, I see so, a couple theses here. Are, I see a couple theses, thesi, whatever I you want to call believe. it. You think these are? Th- I can like fit one submission in like half a window no, the fir- on my the 1080p first one, screen. No, the first one's good. First one's a good size. Yeah, this one's a good size. The second one right, is well, it's, ooh, it's getting close. The third one's even smaller than the first one. No, I think Matt, you're looking at the first and the second combined. I'm looking together. at the second and the third one together. That's what that's what happened. Ah, there you go. That's what happened. There's a lot of bold bold letters going on because he. I'm gonna blame George. <laughs> the way you put this up here, yeah. Oh, hold on! Someone's at the door. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yes, that's right. It's Dad Den, a, an audience participation game in which we will be judging your fantasy <laughs> game ideas in a manner very, very similar to the uh, popular TV show Shark Tank or Dragons Den, depending on your your location of 
of the localization of the concept, send us via email to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com your game ideas. List their name, their... Uh, their, their core gameplay gimmick concept. The pitch line. Uh, the themes, the art style, and most importantly, the time and budget that you would expect this imaginary game idea to take place. Probably not a good idea to send in real game ideas that, that you actually may want to capitalize on someday. Any ideas you send in to us, we officially own from now on. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all it's all it's all in good fun there's no way we can make every single game we receive here no we can just make the best within one. a like four-year window wrestling manager is still the best one i don't know i was kind of a fan of that like bob johns does debt Ooh, i smoked the weed on bob dylan anyway <laughs> i mean it would play like call of duty quotes from famous people named bob or john when he died all right all right Let's 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 serious up. Um, we have we have Jonas K, who submits a game called Heisen Space Berg. Heisenberg is a humorous educational point-and-click adventure that teaches you the core concepts of quantum mechanics. The gameplay is heavily inspired by LucasArts and Daedalic's fun and light-hearted point-and-click adventure games. The puzzles will test and build understanding intuitively. An example of a puzzle would be having springy shoes on which you can hop, but not quite high enough to reach the highest shelf. Closing the door of a room will utilize the uncertainty principle and allow you to jump higher. Don't worry, there will be plenty of hints to find. After each puzzle, there is a short, skippable video of an actual physicist explaining why what you did worked the way it did and what analogs there are in the real world. Uh, the story is that Professor Dr. Rurnat... Are those prefixes for medical titles or scientific titles? Have you guys ever seen that before? Rurnat? No. Uh, Professor Dr. Rurnat Heisen has played with nature again and increased the Planck constant by 31 orders of magnitude. Suddenly everything becomes weird. Mugs fall through desks spontaneously. Computers stop working out right and cars get faster when they are parked in tighter lots. Your job is to find the professor in his castle and fix this issue. The art style is going to be simple, cutesy hand-drawn sprites. Compare it to Edna's Breakout, which I will do a search for right now. And the time and budget... Estimates that point-and-click adventures of this type have been created by individuals in less than a year. We estimate around one year of dev game time design, uh, dev slash game design time, which would be $25,000, plus $5,000 for commissioned art and music, so I'd like to ask Dad's Den for 30 k in total. Oh, and we totally will make schools and universities pay us loads of cash for not actually cheaper, but educational licenses. I was going to say, so this is like a completely educational game, then. Sounds like it. It sounds like it. They they want to teach quid quids. Quibs. They want to teach kids <laughs> quantum multiverse bullshit. Wait, what? It sounds like they want to want to teach kids about quantum mechanics. Which is cool. I guess, but at the same time, yeah, I don't he doesn't know say if, like, multiple universes. He says quantum mechanics. Wait, I thought they were uh, related concepts. But well. I just have this image of my mind of those old, I mean, well, I say old, but um, when I was in elementary school, we had these point and click games that like, it's almost like you were playing Zelda and you had to do math problems in order to beat the spider and then walk up the ladder and stuff like that. That sounds terrible. It, I mean, it got me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it got me playing 
those games. I mean, but learning math and stuff like that. So I mean, it's not. That I know exactly bad. what you mean, though. Like the early '90s PC point and click yes. stuff that was like half educational, half ass a game. Half ass. Yeah. <laughs> so so There's I always know nothing. Tying ones like Arthur tying ones. Arthur goes to the school, yes. but the school bus broke down, and then you have to go collect shit to fix the school bus or something like that. Yeah. I, I know nothing. I'm a big dummy. I'm I'm a fat burnt ice cream idiot who eats pizza. <laughs> and and I I'm Wikipediaing quantum mechanics here. Quantum mechanics, including quantum field theory, is a fundamental theory in physics which describes nature at the smallest scales of energy levels of atoms yeah. and subatomic particles. Which sounds like something that makes sense. Yeah, but as I said, we're not talking about multiple universes or anything. We're talking about quantum mechanics. I, I think that's just how little also, of did you of miss the that the name? I know. Did you miss that the name of the game Heisenberg is? Yeah, I, I, I is a reference to obviously Heisenberg, not Walter White. But the uh... but the scientist <laughs> Werner Heisenberg. So who he was, was a quantum the 19- theoretical physicist? Yeah, quantum mechanics was substantially elaborated. He is known for the Heisenberg uncertainty principles. Okay, okay. George, get off I Wikipedia. How? What's what's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? How big of an idiot am I? The uncertainty principle is what he's known for, right? It's like the. Well, that doesn't answer the question. It's something to do with like, uh, oh god, like mathematical uncertainties it's like calculating stuff based on unknown mathematical inequalities in quantum mechanics the uncertainty principle is any of a variety of mathematical inequalities asserting a fundamental limit to the precision with which certain pairs of physical properties of a particle known as a complementary variable such as position x and momentum p can be known what <laughs> What? <laughs> what kind of particles are we talking about? Poo particles? Maybe. But I'm thinking maybe we need to fund this game so we can actually find out what the fuck uh, we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know if... I think I I need to get an education in physics before I can make a judgment on whether or not I want to fund a game we educating need to, the kids of physics. Yeah, we need to hire an expert. Can we hire Heisenberg back from the dead? See, okay, the other thing that I think is a little confusing about this idea is that with point-and-click adventure games that have abstract puzzles, uh, uh, the genre kind of sort of moved away from having abstract puzzles all entirely and turned not, into not only abstract, but narrative like, visual novels. These would be puzzles based on one of the most mind-boggling aspects of yeah. our known universe. These are going to have to be like, some pretty, uh, pretty incredible puzzles. What what is this one example? Closing the door of a room will utilize the uncertainty principle and allow you to jump higher. I mean, if if there's like a window open, maybe you could like change the air pressure and I. But but it seems like the idea is to watch physics not obey predictable laws of cause and effect, which sounds like. A bunch of really annoying puzzles. I like how Whoops. he wants to add in real-world videos of actual physicists explaining 
what you did worked the way it did. So you would stumble your way through these puzzles, not having any fucking idea what you're doing, only to then have a video of a physicist explain what it was that you did and why it did what it did. And, and if the reason is because of a magical professor used magic to rearrange the atoms of things, <laughs> then how is it like... Don't compare science to magic, being a George. child... Well, I mean, it's magic until you figure out how it works, and then it's science. Science is magic in, exactly. the, in the fun kind of way. Not in the, like, hoaxy, Trumpian kind of way. I mean, he only wants thirty. He only wants thirty thousand for it. I'm not really sure these days how many educational games actually get sold. Considering video games is such a huge market that this kind of stuff doesn't really appear in schools that much anymore. You know, Minecraft is like one of the biggest tools for this kind of stuff. So it is, and like no one is gonna yeah. buy this outside of the educational market, apart from maybe if you stuck it on Steam, and a few but people would that, be interested. That just makes me think of better ways to teach kids about complicated abstract science that us adults don't know. Like well, a point-and-click adventure way. game. Uh, right, right, but you could make a um a, a sandbox builder to to depict the simulated science. A, a point-and-click adventure no, game yeah. is like it's it's a fundamentally like yeah. different kind of teaching concept. You're 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 asking the player to do logic puzzles, but if the the solutions break the player's expected train of logic, then that kills the whole genre. Yeah, like if you are stumbling your way through the answers, you're not actually figuring things out, you're just trying every outcome to have it then yeah, explained to you. It's not of elimination. Fun. Yeah, process of elimination to the answer is not very fun. On the other hand, if I could like zoom a camera angle into a coffee mug so far that I can see the individual atoms of the coffee mug and then like point and click an atom out of the arrangement and then zoom out and watch the whole coffee mug like turn into a, a cow or something that would be great <laughs> like if they could actually like create a, a, a builder on a quantum scale that that conveys what is going on on a quantum scale and how it relates to things to on, on an ordinary scale yeah that would be that would be a lot more fun uh, I don't know uh, it's not a point-and-click adventure game, then. Maybe if you could have, like, the uh, physicist explain what the problem was and give you, like, an idea of how to solve it. Like, this puzzle uses the uncertainty principle. Hmm. I wonder why. It really just has my brain going about how weird it would be to zoom a video game camera into an object so far that... that you can see it made up out of individual atoms. Maybe there's some kind of like like voxel-based algorithm they could develop that that could generate millions upon millions of atoms that make up an ordinary household object that players could play with. And that I can't believe I that sounds like what this segment is great for. Stimulating our ideas for like <laughs> for new game concepts that haven't been around that can relate to to old hat concepts and i guess that's why why i'm a little confused and disappointed by this century 
I still love you, um, um, Jonas K, though. But, but... It's making me think of other ways with other genres that might explore similar educating concepts. Yeah. What did I miss? Gonna, oh my god, I was gone pass. for ten minutes, and you guys went from zero, I mean ten to zero, like real quick. We're, 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 we're splitting the atom here on, on the Dad and Sons podcast. Well, I didn't god, hear any be- of the negatives, so I'm just gonna fund it. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nostalgia. Well, that's that then. I there guess you go. for context, I Matt had to run off and and get his gas bill set up. <laughs> My gas bill. I like how everything is bills. Well, the gas guy came in and and then turned on all the gas so I can, you know, not freeze to death tonight. So that's good. So uh, we got another submission by Jamin R. Uh, they submit silenced a tiefling story. The setting is a mostly typical fantasy one in a kingdom 20 years after a war against demons that ravaged the land and brought forth half-human, half-demon people called tieflings. You play as a lung tiefling girl who has everything taken from her, her home, her family, and even her voice. Tieflings are naturally born with magical abilities, but without a voice, the protag will have to find alternate means to cast spells. The gameplay will copy the first two Paper Mario games because Nintendo won't make another game like that until they get tired of people yelling at them. Turn-based RPG with action commands, a small group of partners that help you in and out of battle in unique ways, like a harpy that you can fly to places you can't reach, a thief that can make you dash quickly in a straight line, and equipping relics in a RE4 attache case-esque equip screen to unlock new moves and abilities. The art style is going to be something simple, either with pixels or hand-drawn doodles with limited frames of animation, two to three frames for most animations, no more than five with the complex ones. It needs to have a picture book type look to it. Soundtrack is going to be mostly chiptune music, except for the boss fights, where the music changes to more traditional instruments. The game will be heavily story-based, with the main theme being about loss and how to deal with and understand it. The main character's inability to speak can help oh yeah, okay. Can help convey their feeling of hopelessness, limiting them to mostly using facial expressions, while simultaneously lessening the world lessening the word count of the story to help move the game along and not have things drag out. This can also give partners time to shine with one-on-one conversations and group chats while resting up at a tavern. Budget! This is some indie shit for a game that is <laughs> six to ten hours long, made by a small dev team of a few people, so... 30k, give or take. 30k will be one person for... Yeah, 30k is a year's salary yeah. of okay standard It's a low living. salary for one person. Yeah, very low. Um, well, I, I would say I would say that's the normal it's, it's, salary. It's YouTube money in in it's ad revenue in uh, Georgia. Uh, the normal salary thirty. Okay, I guess it depends on. No, no, it's it's when. it's thirty. Okay, if you're if you're working retail, there's, there's it's, it's thirty k. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Let that reality that sink might. in, George. Let that reality sink. In. <laughs> I mean, that's. I've been making less than that for all but one year How of my life. Do you pay rent with thirty k? You have roommates. <laughs> yes, you do. You have a roommate that you split the rent with. You uh, don't. You have no car. You take public transportation. Yeah. You you you're still able to eat food though. But but if you're George, you uh, have a roommate and don't have a car. Yes. Sad. Sad truth. Um, tieflings. Uh, tieflings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, slow. I, I, I switched off. When 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 you describe your your pitch as the setting is mostly typical. It sounds. I'm not really very interested. Typical. It sounds like. Like. 
like a lot of games. Turn-based RPG with action commands. I mean, I like turn-based RPGs with action commands. That's good. Yeah, it's... So, so basically what you're saying like is the, that uh, this is the, like uh, the same gameplay, but really the story is what gets you to, to play the right. rest of it. Right, which, which means that we'd have to get some dialogue, like like a real demo. I don't know if you can make this game sound appealing by describing the scenario it sounds oh, like the strength it's, it's is... like super mario but in D. I d i don't know like the story is interesting enough he's created a new type of race no no that's a D. they sound like hobbits no they're, they're no tieflings are from Dungeons and dragons what's wrong with you people <laughs> yeah i knew i heard that name before somewhere they do not just, just Google oh. it. They do not look like. No, oh, oh, those aren't hobbits. No, they're not. <laughs> I completely missed that they were like fiends, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing yeah. is, like, when when you're working with with very well established fantasy tropes like this, like like in in The Witcher's case, you, you have a, a a very typical medieval fairy tale Tolkienian setting, but the gimmick is that it's like a criticism of. Of Grimm's fairy tales, seen through a like kind of depressed Soviet, uh, uh, beaten and battered Poland lens, and that's not I. That's the thing. I don't know if there's 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 kind of sort of a hook here. The thing with the, the uh, voice and the like, hopelessness is, no, is no, a character. Like, no, no, it, it, uh, we no. I think we're being it's a bit unfair. Like this uh, speech is supposed a to be. girl. No, this speech is a girl character that had stuff taken from her, which is typical. But then she had her voice taken from her. Tieflings are naturally born with magical abilities, but without a voice, the protagonist will have to find alternate means to cast spells. That is an intriguing gameplay point right there that not many games have done. So, so, so what? But, but are we drawing the... spells with our mouths? Like, yeah, what are we yeah. doing? Exactly, right? So, like, how are we doing it? Like, that that is intriguing, but obviously it needs to be fleshed out upon. And also, like, like this mute other... video game protagonist is normal video game protagonist. But if there's if that affects the spellcasting system, you should you should dwell into that. Dwell on that. Talk talk more about why it's unique on a mechanical level. Explain more to us about that. That would be good. But also, like there are there are little nuggets that I like. Like you can equip relics, which I guess are items, in a Resident Evil Four attaché case. Esque equip screen, so like the Tetris esque mini game from Resident Evil Four. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that's that's cool. I like that. Not many games have done that afterwards. I like that. And and when they do, people like it. People like the inventory in the Deus Ex games that use RE4. It is style. very strange that people like, including myself, like the Resident Evil Four uh, case. Inventory screen. It's, it's cumbersome it's as fuck Tetris. because it stops you, but for some reason, it just is so satisfying. Mm. So, so it's also like kind of adds cool. a layer of immersion. To, like you can imagine having to arrange a backpack. We've all been there. We've all had to arrange our backpacks. It's it's like a gamified shared experience that everyone's gone through. Although we're going down into like art style, and then it's like you want to like portray a character that um, that. You, you say the main character's inability to speak to uh, can help convey their feeling of helplessness, limiting them to mostly using facial expressions. Um, 
But then you're saying that uh, the art style would be something simple with pixels or hand-drawn doodles with limited frames of animation, two to three frames for most animations. How are you going to portray complex facial expressions that convey helplessness of someone who can't speak with only two to three frames of animation? Even Mega Man's run cycle from the NES has more than three frames. Uh, so camera how shakes, are you going man. to... Camera shakes. <laughs> Everything's better with camera shakes. Everything. So, like, how are you going to portray... I don't know, you guys. It, it needs a gimmick. It needs a gimmick. I say, let's do, yeah. like, a really, like, weird Toby Fox thing where you have to cast yeah, the spells for demo. her. You're, like, the voice in her in her mind or whatever, and you cast the spells for her. So you have to, like, say into your mic, See, there you go. You've already, uh, you've already made the game better. But that's not our job. Our job is to just give them money. I, I don't know if I, if I feel good about giving them I, I need to see more or hear more or learn more. I need more. Uh, Jamin needs to bring Matt on for the development team. I, I, I think I think I really I wish I could make a game. Um, I, I think I'm going to put my, my money up just because <laughs> it's that's, a D&D That's character. two games. <laughs> that's two games that you've done it now. I'm feeling oh very generous today. <laughs> Liam, how generous do you feel? No, I'm letting Matt take this one. Oh no! Oh no! Mm. You're gonna I'm gonna run out of money. Both of the both of them are only thirty k. Like you're never you gonna got make gas bills. <laughs> I do have gas bills to pay. <laughs> you're never gonna make uh, either of those games with only thirty k. But let's see how far you go. <laughs> so, have I we got... ever had a submission where the budget actually was like? Reasonably thought out. Wait, 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 few, wait. Well, there let's, not, few... let's not bash them so quickly. Maybe, maybe they have a different life than what we do. They, they don't understand. You know, like every place is different. You don't know where where Jay Man lives. They have two roommates. You maybe thirty k is like enough. But my God, thirty k is not enough in Georgia, and it definitely ain't enough in California. I tell you that. <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> tell you that. You'll be homeless. That's just. Matt's just spent 30k on his gas bill for the month. Come on, guys. <laughs> we, gas we, we had to edit the podcast to to let him go pay $30,000 in gas. Oh, my God. Yeah, the gas bill is ridiculous. All right. Mm -hmm. so 30k I got one more. ridiculous. One more really fast one. Perpetual Jive has submitted a game that would be called Boom Platoon. Go Boom Platoon is the name of my game and also a team of 80s cool demolition workers. Think if the Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles, or Fast and Furious guys had a demolition company. I mean, got real life massive construction vehicles I'm like in. bulldozers and dump trucks, but also have giant robots and other fantasy vehicles like a motor trike with a missile launcher. When a bunch of trucks carrying nuclear warheads got hacked and go out of control, the smallest collision will mean the end. Why it's is your everything job. Metal Gear? It's your... How is this... Oh, yeah, I could... Snake, it's your job to demolish buildings to clear the way for the warhead in maps that feature <laughs> rural, suburban, and urban environments. It's just Metal After Gear. After you've cleared the path, you can return to old maps to free roam and collect collectibles. Additional maps exist with time trials and other diversions. After clearing all the maps and collecting certain collectibles, you undo the hack after a final gauntlet, Mario style, testing your skill with various vehicles. Budget! I need $50 million in three Whoa, years to make this! shoot! 
<laughs> it doesn't need to be AAA quality for graphics. Something that looks like it's from 1997 would probably be good <laughs> enough for my vision. Invest extra and I will include a post game where you can demolish a path for the space shuttle to land Whoa. and have extra levels on the moon and other planets. Please invest! Yo, yo this guy is <laughs> definitely taking some money off the top. 50 mil? 50 mil, 50 though? mil, and if we want to make more, we have to give him extra. Nah, man. <laughs> 50 mil, though? To be fair, I he, like how he we've was gone like, from too small to too big. He was like on a roll. Like, Boom Platoon is a fucking cool name. 80s cool demolition workers. Think of the Ghostbusters, the A Team, the Ninja Turtles, the Fast and Furious. You got bulldozers and dump trucks you're riding around and fancy It's like reverse limmings. You can yeah. make some cool puzzle situations out of this. You're like uh, taking concept. down the Shagohard, like. <laughs> By by just making sure it doesn't crash into anything, by destroying everything in its path for it. Hard pass. Hard pass. Pat, really? And you you give your money to, to all the other crap? <laughs> crap? Excuse me? Crap? Crap? Man, this this, listen, this game has Listen, I'm fifty mil I'm fifty mil up, okay? You guys are fifty mil down. I'm good. Okay. Uh George, I will I will admit Matt could make eight hundred and thirty-three uh silenced a Tefling story and Heisenbergs for the price of Boom <laughs> Yes. Yes. I could even toss an extra mill into Tiefling story. You know, make sure I add a couple more frames. Maybe five frames a second instead of two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was on board with Boom Platoon, but yeah, I don't have 50 mil. Man, you guys... Yeah, 50 million's a lot. As again, George, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, man. I, I really like the idea. I think for $50 million in three years, they could definitely get it done. Oh, see, you thought we were going to split this three ways. Nah, this yeah, ain't happening. Nah, nah. This ain't nah. happening. This is all you, bro. We're going to be splitting the sponsor money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's us being paid. Yeah, I I feel like I'm all alone on this one, but it sounds like an okay idea. Fifty million dollars is a lot of money. I wonder if there's like a dad, like a dad or son, or a fan out there who has uh, taken some of the dad den ideas and like started using them in uh, you know game dev story. Like has been playing through game dev story and has has used some of the. The dad den submissions. That would be interesting to see. That would work, yeah. That would be super interesting to see. Like taking the themes of each one and the names and the budget. That's really good, dude. That's a really good idea. (laughs) And seeing how well they go. We could do a stream one time with some ideas of that. Yeah. Like get Game Dev Story, take the themes of some dad den submissions and the name and then see how well they do. On Game Dev Story compared to our own predictions for how much we think they would do. I I think people should do their math before... Because $30,000 is too low. $50 million is too high. Both of them sound like really big numbers in the short term. But keep in mind, $50 million, that's like one... That's over a thousand times as much as as a 30k get... Way more. We've we've done... We've done this before, but, like, for context, like, a game like Halo 3, 
had a budget of like, at the time, about 35 million. So, so Boom Platoon might not need $50 million. No, I don't think so. I'll, I'll give you your three years, but, but, you but know, I think games you might have like, added an extra zero Games like, you know, mid-tier games, like not let's quite just, AAA. Let's, let's just take off a few zeros from your budget, and I'm good, and then I'm good. I'd give you 500000 I'd give you half a mil. I'd give, I'd give him five mil. I think five mil, I think, would be super reasonable for making a very high-quality Boom Platoon. I like the you name. You know, you look at Kickstarter successes like uh, Bloodstained and uh, Double Finds Adventure, Broken Age. Those games are getting made for like four to five million, a little bit extra. Still less than 50 mil. <laughs> you know, 50 mil is a bit out. A bit out. And also, depending also, on how long a game takes, you've got to think about the overheads. You know, even if you were just one guy working at a desk, you still got to pay yourself your salary. Got to pay your gas bill. Got to pay your 30k gas bill. Have you guys played an N64 Jesus. game called Body Harvest? Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you getting vibes from this pitch for, for Body Harvest, or was it just What? Me? That is just you. Okay. Just, this just is like wondering. This I mean, is like a camp version... I was going to say a camp version of MGS, but that doesn't make sense because a camp version of MGS just is MGS. This is like a a cartoony, bombastic um, A-team version of MGS to me. Uh, the the emphasis on like big vehicles and and like. Do you remember of, Megas? Like, aesthetic. Do you remember Megas XLR? You ever see that Megas. show? Megas. No. Oh, especially if it was a show. It was a cartoon <laughs> show on Cartoon Network. Yeah, George yeah, didn't watch that anything one. when he grew up. He just Megas XLR. I I'm getting Cats. like I'm getting Megas XLR uh, uh, like uh, vibes from it. Well, I guess what, what the, we can glean like, from that is that the the pitch is kind of evoking a familiar pop culture cornerstone that is activating nostalgia in us. I don't know. I think it's a really good idea. It's because of the name. Boom Platoon. Yeah, no, yeah. Platoon. Boom Platoon, and the theme is that. Like, the gameplay, he mm. just says, demolish buildings. Like, to clear way for the warheads in the map. So, like, are you just doing the same thing over and over again? Uh, destroying, I, I build, not... like, like Red Faction Guerrilla style, destroying things, and that's it? Like, what is the actual, no, like, gameplay? Still, you can do puzzles with that. It, it, like a bridge constructor, like a, like a Lemmings, like basically drawing a predicted path out for a vehicle and, and seeing the result of your drawn path. It, it, it drives player expression. It, it teaches very elegantly the, the cause and effect of the mechanics of the system. It's, it's a tried and true concept, but it's never like... I, I can't think of any examples off of my brain where it was... Uh, done with with this specific angle where the idea was destruction rather than construction, but similar similar stuff. Um, I don't know. I think if I knew the gameplay loop, it wasn't fifty million. I'd be in. Yeah, yeah, fifty million is is a little much. Um, but you got you got like five million. I happily reasonably think that this thing could be done for for five million. Yep. Definitely. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds right. sounds good. Ka-ching. You, you got less money than you wanted. Enjoy. Yeah, cue, the, cue the music. Thank you guys for, 
for coming in and and uh, sitting down and and listening. If to you uh, like Danzans, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of comments about people saying they don't know that George has a second Super Bunny Hop channel. Type in Super Bunny Hop on YouTube and you will find the second channel, which is where the podcast is hosted on YouTube. So if you didn't know that... The podcast is, is on several places of, yeah. of varying names. Many people have commented saying they've only just found the podcast on YouTube because they didn't know. Dare and, and, and Liam will, will see them. Yep, I do. And say hi. I do look at it, the comments on YouTube. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So, I don't read comments much. As Matt doesn't look at anything. So I've always been Matt. scared <laughs> of, of George's audience. So <laughs> You and me both. But, but I'll, I'll make an honest effort Oof. one day. One day. Don't worry, guys. I know. I see you there. I yeah, know you. Liam lovely. sees you. Matt will come around too. I've told Matt you're all lovely. Apart yes. from that one guy. Oh, yeah. The one guy avoiding that oh, one no. guy. Or girl. Mm. Uh, there was hu- one human Matt. There was mm. one great comment from last week. Uh, would you like me to tell you what it was? Uh, sure. Live on air. Do you want me to tell you what it sure. was? Sure. Let me let me find it. <laughs> the music. Oh, here the it music's is. about to cut you off. <laughs> dun, dun, yeah. dun, Matt's weekly contribution to the podcast. This game looks ugly and boring. <laughs> 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 All right, well, see you guys later. Bye.